Welcome back to the Two Guys Podcast. We are back for week two. We've returned from the road trip to Charlotte and Atlanta. Hey, who are you? I am Kyle Muma. And I'm Will Hill. You are not Will Hill? Fine, I'm Patrick. He is Patrick. But you should really introduce yourself first. My bad. Yeah. I'm Kyle Muma. He's Patrick Costello. We are Truth Two Guys, and we are back for round two of our Two Guys podcast. Thank you all for returning for week two. You're talking a little bit like Floyd Mayweather right now. What does that mean? You're saying like three words and then pausing. Huh. I guess I yeah. do that sometimes. Can you try to have a little bit more flow, please? Sometimes I get a little Floydian on you. Yeah, you do. All right. Well, I think just to kick it off. I mean, we look at the, if we're talking about the most impactful things that happened to us in the past week, like we always do. The, one of the most impactful things that happened to me was we started a podcast. Hey, yeah, yeah, we yeah, did. We, yeah, we yeah. did. It's officially been on the airwaves for a week now. We've got sixty-six unique listeners to thank our you guys. podcast. Hey, wow. thank you. We really appreciate. We didn't really expect that. Um, it was kind of cool to see our friends were actually listening to us and vaguely caring about a couple of things we had to say so that's cool and like the, thank you guys the weird thing it wasn't just our friends like there are some there are some people out there for whom kyle muma and patrick costello are names that mean absolutely nothing but who found some entertainment and things we had to talk about and i hope that continues this week either that or they hit play and then realized it wasn't going to be good and then turned it off <laughs> immediately and it yeah. just registered as a play but you know they probably went somewhere else and maybe let it play through or maybe, who knows they yeah. didn't they okay. didn't they didn't let it play through but you know fair enough yeah well thanks to anybody who did listen all the way through i know a couple people did because there were people who commented on things that happened at the end of the podcast which was always fun for me because i knew that meant they listened until the end or they just fast-forwarded until the end so that they could comment on something that happened on the end. That one is the yeah. one that happened. That's kind of like what Patrick did with books in high school. It was effective. <laughs> and everyone out there listening knows it, unless they're not <laughs> listening to this part. So so I think the focus of this week is going to be the hashtag bro trip that we took. True. Before we get to that, though, what did we learn from our first week of podcast experience? Ooh. Well, all right. We learned a lot of things. We learned. I've learned a lot about Audacity already. Just pulling up Audacity today, it I seemed, felt like a pro. It seems like you've done a lot of work with the editing, yeah. for sure. Just clicking right through the menus like I know what I'm doing. Last week, it was a very slow process. This week, easy. Uh, we'll see how easy it is once we finish. But the main thing we learned... The lines week, look a lot more even. A lot I more even. Yeah. Getting better with our volume control. Yeah. I've learned that I need to enunciate... A little bit more. Patrick has been rehearsing with... Uh, How now, brown cow? Yeah, exactly. How now, brown cow? He thinks he's Will Ferrell sometimes. How now, brown cow? But his enunciation hopefully will improve from the How exercises. now, brown cow? We'll see if it works out. It will. How now, brown cow? Last week, you might have noticed that around the 26-minute mark, our voices changed considerably. It's because we wound up having to go back and re-record the second half of our first episode. We also decided that sitting equidistant from the microphone would be a good idea. Yeah. That was something that we learned in our second run, and I don't know if anybody knows, but the second half, we were significantly more sober than we were in the first half. Also true. Because yep. our first <laughs> run through, we each had had a couple of beers, and our second run through, I think we each had had one, maybe? So, might have had a little different tenor tone due to that effect, but 
we'll see how this week goes. I think we're I think we're on the up and up. I think we're going to continue to get better weekly. We're also drinking wine instead of beer this time. Yes. So at the very least, we've added some class. Much classier. Much mm. classier. Maybe that's something we learned from the Broad Trip. Uh, we didn't drink any wine on the Broad Trip. Yeah, we didn't think. drink any yeah. wine. Maybe we just missed wine. Maybe that's what it was. I we did drank, miss wine. We drank actually. other things, and we wanted a little bit of wine. And yeah. A little bit of class in our lives. I wanted some antioxidants yeah. back in my life. There we go. Healthy, guys. <laughs> wine is healthy. <laughs> it's true. So, we... Oh, uh, and we have coasters so that we don't hear the beer coming down do the table. <laughs> because last week, you might have heard a lot of this from Patrick. Hey, yeah. don't blame me for it that. somewhat irritating. So we're trying to cut that out. You're week. somewhat irritating. I pulled out the coasters, asked Patrick to be a little calmer when he sets his glass down tonight. You know what? I have a coaster now. Yeah. Plus, I would just like to point out that the reason that Kyle didn't have to pronounce his enunciation, or didn't have to practice his enunciation, is because Kyle talks as though he's trying to turn a B plus into an A minus at all times. And I... Uh, I don't have that uh, predisposed quality to my voice. Um, so that's why Kyle does that. He's a brown noser. And that's us, why. Some of us are looking to go places in live. Life? Ooh, Ooh in live. Live. I'd love to have a good live. <laughs> wow, that sounds nice. Some of us like the relationships that we create, and we like to give off a good perception via our voices. And some of us don't care about those things. And so, you know, we go through life and for some of us, wearing life, flannels and not really caring about what anybody For some of us, success is a grade point average. And, and, and uh, for me, that's, well, it's not the case. You know what? That actually takes me to the first... One of the topics I wanted to bring up. How on earth can that take from, you off from our Broad trip? So one of the things that was discussed on our Broad trip was uh, attire at different times. And <laughs> I, you'll know from our logo, I typically dress better than Patrick. I own a lot more nice clothes than Patrick. For Patrick, formal wear consists of a flannel and maybe some vans. That's my A game. Uh, winter garb also consists of probably a flannel. That's also his warm game. <laughs> um, but it came up. Patrick likes to wear khakis all the time. You're going to talk about this. And They're I, brown pants. <laughs> They're not khakis. They're brown. Khaki is a color. And it is a brown color. Patrick. But it's a lighter brown. It, it there There is a range of khaki. That's the thing. There is a I range. Think khaki is not on the color wheel, and brown is. All right. Well, I think any any pants that are in a typical khaki form and have actually brown is not on color. the color wheel because it's blue and purple makes brown. I, no, there, that's not right. Any any pants that are a tone of tan to brown. Generally, people are going to refer to as khakis, much like any pants that are any tone. I think that between like navy and a light blue, there's a range there of denim. People will refer to those as jeans. Like there's a range of coloration. Khaki pants. You wear khaki pants. I'm going to stick with brown pants. So that was one of the things, one of the many things that came up on our road trip that we argued about. Thank you. You let off with the least interesting. Yeah, I know. Well, it's good. We can build up from there. (laughs) I appreciate both of our sisters for dealing with uh, our nonsense. Yes, thank you to both of them as well. Sam, thanks. I know, <laughs> God, she hated us by the end of our car ride. <laughs> Sam, so we started the road trip driving down to Charlotte. The two of us had a nice little drive down to Charlotte. No issues there. And got into Charlotte on Friday afternoon. 
took a nice took a nice little Uber out to a brewery in Charlotte. It was nice. It was. It was lovely. Yeah. Charlotte's a nice. Charlotte's a nice city. Patrick is always enticed by the tall buildings. Patrick I do like tall, tall buildings. buildings. I do. And Charlotte has them. Charlotte, has, Charlotte them. has more tall buildings than I thought it did. Um, I do. I, I would like to to uh, point out that I think Charlotte does lack a little bit of character. A little. It's a little. Uh, it's a little cookie cutter. It is very. It's even for. I mean, it was fun. I like. I think it'd be a lot more fun to go to a sporting event in Charlotte. Which sure. I have done, and I had a great time. But just hanging out, it's it's a little bit. It's like Carrie being a big city. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly. It's like, a big. It's a big carry. Yeah, it's, it's a, a big, big carry. It's a carry with tall buildings. Yes, which which is fine. I mean, it's a it's a nice it's a nice place. There were some there were some fun bars. We had a good time. Absolutely, went to a bar that only played eighties and nineties music, which I really liked. Was it was a, it, that, that was that place I liked? It had a basement. It was it had like a little bit more of a seedy element to it, which I which I can get down with. So wow. seedy, yeah, seedy. We uh, we wanted to go to the bar at the top of one of the tall buildings, but unfortunately, but Sam said we couldn't. Patrick doesn't own clothing nice enough to get into that hey, bar. Watch it's not that he didn't pack clothing nice enough. It's that he doesn't own clothing. Nice That's enough. true. So yeah. we couldn't go to the building. To the top of the building, we had to instead go to the 80s and 90s music bar, which was a good time. I'll take the basement every day. In its own right. Every day. But And we did go to a tall building anyway. Kevin's apartment. Oh, wow. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin, for letting us use your apartment. And drink your whiskey. Yeah. And have a nice nice glass of whiskey. I think it's on like the 24th floor, maybe. It was very hot. Overlooking uh, BB&T Ballpark, a nice AAA ballpark in Charlotte. Uh, that, was, that, was, that was a good... Part of the yeah, we like point. that. We like that. Yeah. So our night in Charlotte consisted of uh, bar hopping with Sam, and then the next morning we drove down to Atlanta, which is when Sam really had to bear yeah. bear with us. I through. think the I think the main issue with Sam is that we use the Waze app, which I really really like. I do too. If, if you guys out there don't know about this app, it's basically a, a a different option than Google Maps or Apple, whatever. I don't know. iMaps? Is that what they call it? I think it's just Apple Maps. Apple Maps? Okay. Well, this this app, Waze, is a GPS map. You know, it'll give you the directions and all that. But also, it'll alert you to hazards. It'll give you alternate routes around traffic. I know all apps do that. But it has this great feature where you can set the voice to something funny. For example, Shaq could tell you how to drive from Charlotte to Atlanta, and he will will advise you not to have a shaxident. Yeah, which yep. is great. We went through Shaq. We did Colonel Sanders. We did T Pain. I didn't like Colonel Sanders. We um, we settled on uh, the boy band right. setting. I liked the, the boy band was nice. He became like our little co pilot. It was a little sing songish. Yeah, and, but Patrick Patrick and I hey, were always tuning in. What do you say when there's a car on the side of the road? Hazard reported ahead. That's exactly how they sounded. And every time that happened, it would turn our music down automatically, and we would hear that sound. And Patrick in and I, miles, make a left. Patrick and I would both join in. Sam had to deal with it. I think by the end of the four hours in the car with us from Charlotte to Atlanta. Sam, you are a party pooper. <laughs> Sam was about ready to just be done yeah. with most everything. But despite all the uh, shenanigans. Sam, I hope you feel better. <laughs> I do. I want you to feel good, bro. <laughs> bro. We made it down to Atlanta. Sam's probably continued to be annoyed listening to this, but that's okay. So deal with it. 
<laughs> we we arrived in Atlanta Saturday afternoon and uh, got to see Anna Bland's new new home. Swanky, swanky new home Loved in it. the ATL, right next to a dog crematorium. <laughs> <laughs> they treat your pets like they would treat humans. That's that was their tagline. I guess that's nice. <laughs> that's good. If I my dog's being cremated, I want him to treat. I also want him like to I be would. right next to a train yard. Train yard. In her defense, she does have Top Golf right next to it. Top Golf about five minutes away from Anna Bland's. I would spot. clean up at Top Golf. Yeah, Patrick. As soon as Patrick heard that Top Golf was like competition based, like you were like hitting at like targets and stuff. He was a lot more interested because he wants to just go and beat people at golf, which is not really what Top Golf's about. Top Golf's about like going and having a good time. But guys, my biggest accomplishment in life is that I was all state in golf my senior year, and I like to live in the past. Yep. So sometimes when the present is bleak, yeah, just have to live in the past. <laughs> all right, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> I wouldn't say my present is bleak, but I don't get to play golf anymore. Yeah, you played golf today. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So I snuck onto a golf course illegally and played, but yeah, yeah I did. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, well. So we eventually Somebody's gotta make golf badass. <laughs> <laughs> we got to Inablands, we headed out to a uh, to to a bar in Atlanta which was conveniently across the street from a cemetery, a nice lovely rooftop view oh, of yeah, a cemetery. It was. That's right. That was good. It stuff. was called Six Feet Under. Good stuff. We had a we had a Uber driver on the way there. All he wanted to talk about was how much cooler New York was than any other city in America. And all it made me think of was probably how much cooler Uber drivers in Atlanta are than they are in New York. Because, yeah. goodness gracious. Yeah. He was uh, he was much. He was somewhat insufferable, and I like almost everybody in the world. He was tough. He was tough, and it was only like a twenty minute car ride. But he was God, he was trickier. Fell longer than that. Yeah, but. Sam and I, uh, once we got to Atlanta, had our last jaunt through Turner Field, our final trip there in its final season as the Braves' home park. Uh, not necessarily one of my favorite parks in baseball, but the home of my favorite team. So I gotta give it. I gotta give it credit. I gotta give it love. Pour some out for your homie. I know. I know it's tough. It's going to be I – was, I was actually a little more emotionally struck than I expected to be. You know, I found the whole thing underwhelming, to be honest with you. It is an underwhelming park. It's an underwhelming park. Not just the park. I mean, okay, you say that park has no character. It has no character. It's I've got been, no character. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. But I found the game itself to be – I mean, no one in the park seemed to really care that it was going on. You know? I mean – I think that's partially a byproduct. It was very passively – Yeah. But watched. The Bra- I mean, the Braves were. Let's see. We were seven and twenty-one going into that game. We're now seven and twenty-three. But Kyle, it's not the worst team in baseball. It wasn't just because they were not doing well. Uh, I've been okay. So I they been, did a whole feature on the jumbotron about they went out in front of the stadium and they asked people, "Hey, why do you like the Braves so much? Why are you here?" And I remember this one specifically. This one guy who said something along the lines of. Oh man, I just like coming out here and having a couple beers and going into the park, and you know, it, it, I like to s- just sit and 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 kind of sit in my chair and not really pay attention. And I mean, he didn't say that, but you know, he he seemed like he probably goes to thirty Braves games a year and watches four innings, which is which is okay. That's part of, to it's me. It's okay. That's, but that's I mean, part of the culture. Of no one's engaged in the game. There's 162 games a year. No one cares if what happens in the game. I I, I think that's 
that is one of my least favorite arguments about because you could say the same thing about the NBA. You could say the same no, thing about the about because the sport the is so much more intense. Tell me, it's not more fun to watch a hockey game live. I'll, okay, Tell me, it's hang not. on. We'll go there. We'll go there in a second. I I will just say in baseball's defense, I I I've been to one playoff game at Turner Field. It was a really good atmosphere. People were. People were on the edge of their seats. Every pitch, ball strike, people are excited about it. That said, as a big baseball fan, I will admit that baseball is different from a consumer perspective. People, you, Most people who go to baseball games go to baseball games for exactly what your homeboy on the Jumbotron was saying. They, they want to go have a dog. They yeah. want a beer. They want to go have they a hot dog. They want to chill with their homies, a brave shirt. Yeah, they want to hang out with their friends. They want to go. Which is fine. That's I'm not why, knocking that. And that's that. why baseball stadiums it's have. It's a $15 ticket. Yeah, sure. That's why, why baseball stadiums have different stuff going on. They have, you know, you've got like a, a restaurant in the outfield. You've got, like baseball stadiums have a lot more going on in the concourse. I did like the tool race. Yeah. And yeah. and different, like between the hammer loss. Yeah. But whatever. Baseball was, stadiums have different stuff going on than most sports do because even even for me, a baseball fan, I think baseball is tough to follow live and really get into it from the stadium unless it's a really big game. I think I, I prefer personally watching baseball on TV. I've, I like going to the stadiums because I like I want to see each stadium. I've been to 22 of them now and that's I enjoy the stadium aesthetic, but I prefer as a baseball guy to watch baseball on TV. You can appreciate the movement of the pitch more. You can see where the ball is going to go off the bat. It, it all, just from a game perspective, it, it all flows better to me on TV. Whereas other sports, that's not the case. I think with baseball, you need someone to interpret the action for you. Well, unless you know what you're watching. But I mean, if you're, if, but, but like you said, if you're, if you're there, you can't see what's going on. Right, you can't see, you can't see, you can't so necessarily you, so you see. you have to watch it yes. as a passive bystander. If, I mean, if you're, if you're yeah. saying we sat in the upper deck along the first baseline, which was great. It was nice to have a bird's eye view. But, I mean, you can't, you can't tell what pitch the pitcher's throwing. Right, if it's an 80 mile an hour pitch, you can't tell if it was a hard curveball or a changeup or, you know, you can't tell. I mean, it's you, just, it's all nonsense from up there. Right, be, yes. And you can't tell. My, my, man, one of my least favorite things watching baseball live is when people, when that, yeah, a dude in the upper deck who's had like eight beers starts railing on the umpire calling for calling balls or balls and strikes. And it's like, man, you even if you were like sitting right behind home plate, you couldn't tell if it was a ball or a strike. Please just stop talking. That gets on my nerves to no end. But at any rate, I think baseball is one of the few sports where it might be better on TV. It's definitely better. I mean, at the very least, you can sit in a nice, comfortable chair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why I think that's hockey is a sport where it's far better in person every time. No doubt. Hockey hockey might be the only sport where it is always better in person. I think with other sports, it's conditional. But hockey is always No matter live. what, a hockey game is going to be better live. Whether it's, you can see whether it's more, Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. You can see what's going on yeah. all over the ice instead of just in the, the camera shot. You're always comfortable. It's 65 degrees in there. Hockey, mm. hockey is always you have better leg room live. Whereas, like, I think basketball is usually better live. You're not dealing with the elements. You're... I think it depends who's playing. If you can go watch in Cameron, yeah, it's better live. Yeah, but even I mean, even if you go, I, th- I think for the most part, basketball is better live for a lot of the same reasons hockey is. You can see what's going on on the entire floor as long as you're not sitting up in like the third deck of a dome watching a basketball game where you can't where you can barely even see the what the basket looks like 
I think basketball is better live. I think football can go either way. I think see football is very dependent on the conditions. Dependent on the conditions. And dependent on the game. Depending on the game, depending on who's playing, depending on the atmosphere, depending on where your seats yeah. are. I think football the comparison I'll give you, and you were at both of these games with me, so you can weigh in on this, was in I believe it was two thousand thirteen when yeah. uh, Duke football went to the ACC championship. We played Florida State. We went to the game. Uh, it was in Charlotte. It was I don't know, 25 degrees out there. We froze our asses off. We watched ourselves get annihilated. Uh, it was 50-something to 7. Um, close in the first quarter. It was close in the yeah, in the first quarter. We were still excited. And in our defense, Florida State won the title that year. They did. They group. won the title. I'm not knocking our boys. Right. I'm just saying that game, we probably – and I had a great night that night, but that game probably would have been better served sitting inside. We couldn't really see much from where we were sitting. I mean, it was still fun. But if you compare that to the next, I think it was two weeks later, we went to the Chick-fil-A Bowl. Duke played Texas A&M. We went into the Georgia Dome. It was, again, probably 25, 30 degrees outside. But in the Georgia Dome, it was 70 degrees. Yep. We had, I mean, it was a really nice atmosphere. Like, we were comfortable. Uh, we could see whatever we needed to see. I mean, the entire place was filled up. It was half Duke, which was unbelievable for that game. The fact that we competed with Texas A&M in terms of crowd noise. Yeah, that game, um, that was an awesome atmosphere. It was, yeah. one of the, it was one of the better atmospheres I've ever been a It part was a of. great game, which helped. I mean, you know, like that's, that was a big deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think football is very subjective. I would like to see... I, I think hockey is better live every time. I'd like to see... A NASCAR race live. I'm curious what that would be like. I'd like to see... You only get to see one section of the track. Yeah, but I I think that's so much about the atmosphere. I'd be curious what that's like live. I'd be curious to see a a big-time soccer game live versus on TV. True. That's something I've never done. But I think think that... Well, NASCAR is another thing I think that you probably would want someone to interpret the action yeah. for you. I think soccer, you can pretty much tell what's going on. Yeah, like I'm going to the I'm going to the Preakness in two weeks, the horse race, and I'm curious to see how. Like, I mean, I, I'll, racing, okay, but racing that, at the end of the day is pretty straightforward. Yeah, I mean, but, right. It's like which car or horse or whatever is, is in front. So much less about the race than it is about the event. But I think NASCAR is hugely about the event. I think it's just about like. But a the bunch race of, goes on for three hours, right? Which is the why it has to be that much in, more about the event. The Preakness happens in under two minutes. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, it's more about the day than it is the actual. I mean, do you care about horses? Not really. I Not mean, particularly. It's great that they exist, but do you really give a shit? Sure. This makes me want to say, by the way, something we forgot to mention at the top. If you have opinions about which sports are better live, which sports are better on TV. I would like to hear from you. Patrick would like to hear from you. We are now on Twitter at two guys pod on Twitter. Two guys pod. We've got an email address. Two, two guys, guys pod, pod at gmail.com. Also, if you just want to say, Hey, just want to say, Hey, and we'd like to know if you, if you have a topic you'd like us to talk about, feel which, free. Happy I mean, to advise you on your lives as we can. I think we generally I think that's offer, a stretch. We offer two different perspectives on everything, so we might just be bound to be right because we'll, we'll do be opposite. it. But probably don't take our advice. Yeah, that's fair. We'll take mine. Probably I'm going to tell you Patrick's. something stupid. I'll tell you that. That's right why now. they should take. Mine I'm going to make the yours. wrong choice. So, if you want to know the right thing to do in any given situation and the wrong thing to do in any given situation, you let's call s- let's call mine the fun thing to do. Shoot us an email. In any shoot us a tweet. It's two guys pod in both cases. We'd love to, to hear from some of our listeners. Um, so, yeah, let's continue with our, our bro trip 
discussion. We had we had our baseball game. That was a nice tangent. I appreciate that. I like our tangents. I try. I do what I can with the transitions and, you know, the intro. And I feel like Patrick's put me in charge of those things. I'm not sure why. But I I guess someone's got to keep us on track. MC Mooma, dude. MC Mooma. Yeah. If I want to be a DJ. If I ever wanted to be a DJ, I'm there. Um, or an MC, I guess. <laughs> DJ Mooma would be a DJ name. Sure. So we continued... After the baseball game, on to uh, to Midtown Atlanta. Shout out to Anna Bland for being Anna our, Bland. What what? Our guide to the ATL. She was a great sport. She was. I really have to hand it to her. She took all of our nonsense in stride. She did. Which yeah. Anna Bland? Anna Bland has. I don't want. I mean, she's always been great. I don't want to say come a long way, but she's she's in a she's she was a blast. I had I a great you time. Could with say Anna come Bland. a long way. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to say that. I'm not her brother. I wanted to let her brother say that. Anna Bland, you hear that? Patrick thinks you've come a long way. Hey, Anna Bland. What's up? <laughs> I had a thing to say, but then I forgot it, so I said what's up instead. There you go. <laughs> so with Anna Bland's guidance, we made our way over to uh, Midtown and hit up hit up another bar and... That's where my my second topic uh, comes into play. So topics, not I mean, it's did you write topics now? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't write any topics. You down took notes while we were in Atlanta, and I took notes while we were in Atlanta. We both had. I two took guys not a mind. single note in Atlanta. In Charlotte, no. You took notes in Durham. Yeah. Oh wow, you didn't take notes when we got on the trip. Nope. Well, we both had two guys in mind at various times. Anyways, we go to a bar after the Braves game on Saturday night. And Sam and Anna Bland and I decide that we are going to share in a big bucket drink. And Patrick, it's called a fishbowl. It's a fishbowl is what it's called. I just don't I, – I actually think it said bucket on the menu. Yeah, but it's it literally was a fishbowl. It's called a fishbowl. Okay, so we will go with the approved colloquial terminology fishbowl. For Patrick's benefit, but no, it's for everyone's benefit. For everyone's benefit. Sorry, it's not just my benefit. Patrick, they need to know it was a fishbowl. In all his antisocial abilities, goes no. goes no no. Real people drink beer, which they do. Beer's been around forever. Real fish people fish have bowls. fun when they go out in groups and they do fun stuff like share a hurricane fishbowl with their siblings. I'm sorry, what type instead, of fishbowl was it? Instead of somehow managing to take the least pretentious drink, beer, and turn it into a super pretentious experience where you make everybody else feel like you're too good for them because you need your craft ale. And I'm you're really just, sorry if I didn't want any part of your cran. What was it? Grapefruit cran. Nonsense vodka. It was some amount of out of a large bowl. It was not slurpy at all. It was just a drink. It tasted like a fruity cocktail. It actually tasted quite delicious. The three of us really enjoyed it. We enjoyed bonding over it. While you had, what did you have, like a hopsecutioner or something? Yeah, I did. You know why? Because it's made in Atlanta. Actually, wait. Terrapin is not made in Atlanta. No, it's, it's an not. Athens. It's a beer that you have. In but Durham it was in Georgia. It was a Georgia beer. Okay, but you were with your siblings who were having fun sharing my sibling. A You're not my sibling. Okay. The point is, you managed to make beer pretentious, which is impressive because you've always told and, me I was pretentious because terrapin, I didn't drink beer. Terrapin managed to make beer delicious. Okay. Or, yeah. 
It did. I've always been pretentious because I didn't drink beer until I started living with you. You still don't drink beer. I drink beer all the time. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm pretty sure that you have cider in the fridge. What else do I have in the fridge? Cider. Okay. I also have some Sculpins in the fridge. That's an IPA. And some tonic water. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. (laughs) So, (laughs) before I get too mad at Patrick, we'll move on. We had a lovely evening, Saturday evening. Our Lyft driver stopped us by cookout on the way home. I got a cheddar-style chicken sandwich. It was delicious. I didn't realize they were allowed to do that. Shout out to the Lyft driver for making a little extra dough by sitting in the drive through lane for a little while. I didn't some passengers. It. Wait, he made an extra money? Yeah. Cashing out on the per minute. For listening to us. Oh, well, I thought it was just distance. Minute and distance. Added minute. together. Trust me, I was an Uber driver. I know these things. If I you really thought it was just distance. As long as they're not like so drunk that you're worried about what they might do to your car, then you will just let them stay there as long as they want to. You will continue to really? make money. Gosh, I'm glad I didn't pay for that. You can listen to their conversations. Yeah, I actually never checked to see how much that lift cost. I probably should check that. Don't check. It's fine. And I need to add that to your Venmo tab. Hey. Yeah. Because I know, bought a tank of gas. <laughs> Patrick bought a tank of gas. I bought a tank of gas in he, South Carolina. He started to realize how much money he was. That gas me. could get you all the way to Manitoba if you wanted it to. <laughs> One of my favorite moments of the weekend was we went after we finished our fishbowl. We went to another bar, and the three of us go inside, and Patrick's still standing outside. And I get a phone call like thirty seconds later from Patrick saying. Hey, uh, I don't have $5. Can you help me? Who get has $5? <laughs> Who goes out in a big city? I don't know. Not expecting to pay a $5 big cover. City. It was a $5 cover. It's I don't know $5. It's, I, not, it's not like they were charging us out like crazy. Who amounts. has paper money? Okay. Dude, that's just, hey, if you get you, mugged, then paper money's bad. You were woefully unprepared to go out in Atlanta. Nobody, nobody was warned shocking me. to me. No, you shouldn't have needed a warning. You have to pay a cover when you go to certain bars in Durham. Why I don't go to those bars. Are you going to say that with a straight face right now? If you're talking about shooters, you always pay my cover. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So and it's always because I never have cash. Moral of the story, I should stop paying your covers places because then maybe you'll learn how to be I an mean, adult. I mean, it's strategic. Okay. So I will add some of those to your Venmo to no, 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 no. Good point. No, 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 no. You've no, raised no. a good point. No, it's a bad point. I, no. As I tabulate those numbers, we'll move on to Sunday morning. Math is for losers. <laughs> when uh, Anna Bland and I went to take a flywheel class, which is my second lifetime flywheel experience. Uh, I find it to be highly enjoyable. This time, I was actually victorious in all Flywheel Atlanta classes that morning, I had the highest power score. First of all, as of 11 o'clock, let's, let's maintain I said it. that morning. Did I not? Yeah, you did. Hashtag Flywheel for brunch. That's what our instructor wanted us to say. That burns me up a little bit. Yeah. I really would have liked to have gone and beaten you, but now that I think about it, like, I'm not entirely confident that I could. I'm in much better cardio shape than you are. That's not... You can run for days. Exactly. Yeah. So you would have you would have gotten out to an early lead in a flywheel class. Okay, but if we went out and ran a five k, I'd smoke you. That's not that wasn't. If we ran out and ran eight miles, I would die, and you would be exactly. Now, if we did some sort of a weight weightlifting competition, you would 
probably win that. And that's the more badass thing to be good at. So I'm okay with that. Fair. No. You know, throwing some heavyweights around, <laughs> peacocking a little bit, making some noise in there. That's what it's all about. It leads me into the next point of my, snakes. my flywheel discussion, which is I, when, as we were leaving, I asked Anna Bland if she had ever done Soul Cycle before. I didn't ask her which one she preferred. I just asked if she had ever done Soul Cycle. And her immediate response was not, no, I've never done Soul Cycle or anything like that. It was immediately just, Flywheel's better. Flywheel's so much better. Which shows you the culty nature of these cycling classes. You know, they actually touch on that in an episode of Kimmy Schmidt. There's a there's a culty uh, pseudo soul style soul cycle style class that Kimmy attends and gets really into, and then she outs it as a cult in the episode. It's it's a little culty, and I guess so. I guess flywheel is my culty version. I guess your weightlifting cult would be the uh, the CrossFit community. Don't associate me with them. Yeah. It's the, you're the, you're the weightlifter. You like to peacock. So <laughs> not the CrossFit I'm, type. I'm associating you with CrossFit. CrossFit is insufferable. Um, it's, it's not the exercise that, I mean, it's, it's a very culty thing. Everybody that's into it is just all about it and wants you to know about it and has to post it all over social media. It's very showy and it's very, I mean, they try to be inclusive, but it, it's, it's very exclusive if you're not part of it. Um, I also, my big issue with CrossFit, just from a personal trainer or strength coach standpoint, is that they do this stupid thing where they program um, Olympic lifts into metabolic conditioning circuits, which is so dumb, because that's not what they're for. I mean, if you're moving big heavy weight around like, like that, and you're moving it quickly, you shouldn't be fatigued while you're doing it. That's not, Olympic lifts are supposed to develop speed and power. And using them as aerobic exercise makes zero sense. And it's a great way. That's why people get hurt doing CrossFit, by the way, is because you have this guy who got a certification in a weekend telling you to do 40 cleans in 10 minutes. But for whatever reason, it inspires people to be incredibly culty about their workout abilities, which I I don't know. I don't don't know what it is about those communities, but they they get a little bit culty. But Anna Blaine and I had a lovely time at Flywheel. We moved on from there to... A nice little, uh, nice little Atlanta brunch, and then hit up a park on the way out stroll of town. The park, beautiful, beautiful, park. beautiful stroll in a large green Atlanta park. Was it the largest park in the city? Is what she said. I'm I not, believe it. It was large. I didn't fact check her on that. It was a large park. Lots of right? lots of water, lots of fields, some some geese. It's a beautiful spot. Saw, saw a goose fight, yeah, <laughs> which was astonishing. They got after it. They went hard. One of the, I mean, it looked like a fight to the death. I think it might have been I, a fight to death. I'm not convinced one of them didn't suffer fatal injuries. One of those geese said something just awful it, to the other it one. It was brutal. Yeah, I mean, it had to be oh, almost, almost I mean, it was as brutal as what happened next. It was Planet Earth-style brutal. It was, <laughs> I mean, it must have been Redding season or something out there. So we leave the park, and with just about as much social tact as the geese... <laughs> Patrick and Anna Bland <laughs> shared one of the most awkward goodbyes I've ever seen. I gave Anna Bland a hug because that's just like what I do with people. I'm a hugger. I like to, you know, show people that I enjoyed spending time with them or greet them with a hug equally. Uh, but I gave Anna Bland a hug and then Patrick and Anna Bland kind of look at each other, give this kind of awkward gaze and then kind of shrug, wave, 
turn around, start walking away. Bye. Like, later. I'd like to point out that I did give her a hug. You did ultimately give her a hug after some cajoling from the group. And you then turned around and said, I think that's the first hug I've ever given you. I think it might have been. Certainly as adults. Which is very strange to me. Very strange. Kyle, here's the thing. The Costellos are not a huggy people. Okay? (laughs) We are... We're very short, sweet, to the point. The wave is fine. We we like the we we like the old Irish goodbye. I mean, there's no point in doing all that touchy feely stuff. I mean, we as 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 Irish people, when you have feelings, the thing to do is to bury them deep down in a hole in your in your in your in your <laughs> mind, because eventually you'll die, and then you don't have to deal with them anymore. But on your deathbed, you will regret not feeling those feelings. I will die in an explosion. That's erroneous. So let me ask you this. We we then drove home after your awkward Irish goodbye, and the entire, not the entire time, but the majority of the six-hour trip listened to some Taylor Swift, which which is my, it's my stuff. I'm, I've seen her in concert five times. I know virtually every lyric to every one of her songs. I like T-Sweezy too. What's your point? Love everything about it. Does she not bring up some of those emotions in you? Does some of that not, nope. not boil up? Those emotions that you buried down, you listen to her, it doesn't like... Nope. No? Nothing. Nope. I just like the sounds. It's, huh. it's calming to me. I'm like a, a, a small child. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know what she's saying. I like the, the emotional depth. No, I don't care for that. I like the noises. Well, shout out to Taylor Swift for uh, getting us home. Making T-Swizzle. our car ride that much more. It was fun. Enjoyable. Uh, I can listen to her for hours on end. Sometimes I do, but that's okay. It's true. Um, we did it. We did it. But that that brought us on. That concluded our uh, our road trip, road trip, our inaugural, so, our, our first road trip. Sad to see you. That's not our first road trip. It's kind of our we first road, road trip. trip to Duke football games. That's true. Okay, that's fair. I mean, we that's didn't. fair. I guess it was our inaugural siblings road trip. We've talked about making a, uh, a Masters tradition. next year. Pump for that. Tradition unlike any other. Anna Boleyn seems to think she can get us tickets to the Masters, which I would put at about 50%. We'll see. She's confident, though. So, hey, if she can do it, I'm there. We'll see if she can pull it off. But very good time. Worth doing. think I'd do it again. And that's all I got. That's all the road trip details that I have for our, for our listening audience. You got anything to add? Um, As far as the road trip goes, not so much. I you did leave out the very first thing that we did, which was on our way out of town. We stopped at a new restaurant in Durham, and that's going to be my restaurant review this week. You thought I was going to talk about Bulldega, but no, we're going to go happy and hail. The first Durham restaurant review on two guys probably will be a staple of our podcast. Wow, you Durham restaurant need, You don't need to tell them that. They're smart. Sorry. They okay. can handle it. They'll figure it out. It's called context. My bad. Yeah, you're bad. Um, happy and hail. It's a salad restaurant. I guess a saladeria. <laughs> on, uh, I don't think that's a thing. Yes, it is on uh, <laughs> on Ninth Street. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with the geography of Durham, it's very close to Duke's East Campus. Um, so pretty pretty good uh, undergrad hotspot over there. So we walk in mid afternoon, just gonna grab some salads, I guess, on our way out of town. Sure, grub a little healthy grub to start. Yeah, healthy grub, likely unhealthy weekend. Um, true. Um, I went for the protein bowl, which Shocking. is. Yeah, well, you got to feed the snakes, you know? Shocking. Um, it's always a weightlifting theme with you. Hey, it's my job. It's literally my job. 
Um, but I was a little bit underwhelmed by the amount of protein. It was still 85% lettuce, which I was not down with. I mean, if you're going to call it protein bowl, I feel like the overwhelming majority of bowl should be the protein. Um, and it wasn't, I mean, there was chicken and bacon and avocado and black beans and peppers and all this great stuff in there, but it was just not as much of the meal. You called the restaurant a saladeria. Why are you so surprised that there was because I was in I was bowl? promised a bowl full of protein, and, and there, it sounds like there was plenty of protein in it. There was mostly lettuce in a salad. There in was saladeria. There was some some lettuce uh, adorned by slight okay por- slight portions of protein. It wasn't enough. Um, so although it was good, it, it wasn't quite what I was looking for. But that's just me. Um, the other thing I noticed about this place, well. Before we get to that, actually, Kyle ordered two smoothies for lunch. I did. Um, I did. My peeps at Happy and Hale hooked me up. A couple healthy smoothies. Like one that's not a, a meal. One had like some oats in it. One had like some nut butters in it. It was, it was delicious. They were to die that's for. Not a meal. You nice just... healthy meal prior to an unhealthy weekend. Did I you go hang out with like Jillian Michaels after that? No, or I did not. Oprah. I did not. Huh. Interesting. But I enjoyed it quite thoroughly. I know you did. Um, <laughs> when we walked in there, all the entire staff recognized Kyle by face and and said hi to him and greeted him by name. This place has only been open for, what, a week and a half? So that means they don't know a lot of people yet. It means you've gone in there enough and been... Oh, man, that's that's incredible to me. They were, like, astounded that I... It's delicious. It's, it's okay. It's all right. Um, the other thing about this place is that when we walked in... Uh, there were maybe 20 people in there. I think that probably at least 15 of those people were young women between the ages of 18 and 22 wearing Greek letters on their shirts. Um, so, yeah. guys, if you're into that sort of thing, happy and hail. Nice spot. I would say you're underestimating. I think I've been there four times now, and I think I've probably seen 100 people in there. And I've been there one time. I would imagine that 90 of them have been wearing yoga pants and maybe a sorority shirt. And, uh, I mean... That's the I'm, demographic. I'm not complaining too much about that. I know you're not. I know you're into that sort of thing. Despite that, however, despite the trip to Happy and Hale, despite the trip to Flywheel, which has a similar demographic, I was unable to make your lock of the week happen this week. That's true. Kyle, Kyle did not get to first base. didn't even approach first base. I didn't really even leave the batter's box at any point in time. I really tried uh, to get Anna Bland to take one for the team there, yeah, but that was never going to happen. It might have. So Patrick's lock of the week, a big, Wait, you, big fail, big 0 for 1. You could have done that. You know that I have a marriage pack with both of your sisters, right? Uh, yeah, and I don't have one with your sisters because I plan to actually meet someone and fall in love with one day and get married. Yuck. So, Patrick, big O for one on his lock of the week. You're also Kyle, for one. Also O for one on my lock of the week. I took Braves the Braves to did win. Not win. They did not win a single game this weekend. So, Oofer. moving on to week two locks of the Too week. Too bad, so sad. I'm going... Pens Caps game six. I am taking the Penguins. I took the Penguins in six before the series started. I'm going to stick to my guns on that, and I believe that they are going to close out the Capitals this evening and advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to face the Lightning. I'm going to contest that. I think the Caps are going to win. Caps are a better team, top to bottom. They've got Ovechkin. They've got TJ Oshie, who is a verified American hero. If you don't know what I'm talking about. Sochi Olympic Games 2014, TJ Oshie basically beats Russia by himself. Oshie is an Olympic, is an American here, not just an Olympic hero, but he's not better than Malkin, who is the Penguins. Okay, but you also have Backstrom. You've got uh, Justin Williams is on that team, former Kane, brought in to be a veteran leader. He's Matt doing Cullen, that. former Kane, veteran leader for the Penguins. I would Penguins. say Williams is better than Cullen. 
That's cur- fine. Okay. Currently. All right. Um, well, I would say that currently the Penguins have a 3-2 lead in the series, which means they must be doing something right. Until tonight. We when the Caps. See. The are Caps, you, people. Are you officially making that your lock of the week? Absolutely. All right. Caps. So we will see. One of us next week will be 1-1. One one. one of us will be 0-2. Oh, if you're smart, pick the Caps. They're going to win the Cup. Speaking of next week, we've bantered about doing a uh, Bonus Thursday episode, perhaps to be released on Friday. That's if um, I want to... I'm not committed to this. I think the interest has to be there. All right. Did we already say our email on Twitter? Yeah, we did. We did. Um, we said it early on. So I want either five tweets or five emails. And then that's, to me, that's enough interest to do a second episode. But it doesn't count if we get three tweets and two emails? No. Nope. I want five. I want some continuity, people. If you really want it that bad, do both. Wow. All right. So I guess. Don't get it. Do both. If you're going to err to one side or the other, I'm just going to tell everybody to tweet because then we can get to five tweets. Yeah. Also, I have access to the Twitter account. So. You have access to the email too. I do? Yeah. So you know the email address and the password. Oh, so therefore, I don't you have know access. it at all. Okay. Oh, well, wait. Yes, I do. Since Patrick apparently doesn't know the email that we said earlier in the show, it's twoguyspod at gmail.com. You have me. The lost. Twitter handle is at two guys pod if you'd like a bonus thursday episode if you'd like to chime in with some things you'd like to hear us talk about bonus jonas feel free we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear your opinions on crossfit on flywheel versus soul cycle on happy and hail also if you, have, Swift. if you have a topic you'd like i mean don't make us do all the work you True. know i feel like i've already worked too hard on this any taylor swift fans out there i'd love to talk to you We'd love to just connect over some lyrics. I think that'd be nice. But other than that... You have fun doing that. I think that's all we've got for episode two of Two Guys, unless you have anything to add, Patrick. Um, Yes, I do. The other thing that I'd like to add is that we would like to, at some point, incorporate a theme song. Oh, yeah. Speaking of lyrics and beautiful music. To open and close the show with. Um, Unfortunately, neither Kyle nor I have any musical talent. Um, Zero. I mean, I played trumpet in middle school band. I played the baritone. Well, baritone. didn't really play <laughs> the baritone. I held a baritone during band performances. Uh, I mostly relied on Devin to play the yeah. baritone, which I, I appreciate. Devin. I went with the uh, only play the notes that I knew strategy, yeah. which usually was about four of them I, right in the middle of the sheet. I played a. I once played in a full band concert one time with one of my three keys broken, stuck. Wouldn't and even. None, I could not even push it down. None for the wiser. Yeah, no one. Did. Um, yeah, I I didn't. I played a third of the notes. Yeah, but there were eighty trumpets, so no one cared. But um, due to our lack of talent, we right. can't make our theme. We song do need a theme own. song. Um, we've definitely already got an idea down. Um, it was going to be the theme song for our sitcom, which would have been kind of like a cool, you know, '80s style intro song um, that I really like. We've already got lyrics. We've got a tune. We just need some talented. Uh, altruistic person out there to help us with the actual nitty-gritty of recording it and making it sound nice and someone to put it together yeah basically and um if you're wondering how it should go kyle you want to help me out with this three four two guys living together having some fun doing whatever patrick is awesome and kyle is lame kyle has no friends and patrick's got game it's two guys so the lyrics are very much in? unofficial. The lyrics which are which is why I didn't stone. join in because we don't officially. You have know the, the words. We have a tune. 
We do not have the lyrics. That's the official lyrics, guys. I already, I already submitted it. It's if, copyrighted. It's if good you'd to go. like to help us put together our theme song, we would love to have you. We'd also love to have you write some new lyrics because those obviously are not going to work. I'm going to maintain that I like the way that the the direction of the song is taking as All it right. stands. Well, we, we will we will have to argue about this. It's two pod. guys. It is two guys and theme song reported ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you all joining us for week two. Wait, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll maybe we'll talk to you. Yeah. Ahead. <laughs> maybe we'll talk to you Thursday. Maybe we'll talk to you next Tuesday. We'll see. It depends how much user interaction we get via email and Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. And that's it for week two. Thank you for listening. <laughs>